Sakuna Show. Hey, I'm W. Earl Brown, but my friends call me Earl. You're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries with Miranda Zeiger. Hey. She's here with Matt. Doesn't have a mic, but he does have a keyboard. And he is accompanying Miranda on her fabulous songs. And now I have the pleasure of welcoming an old friend and a current client to the Radio 8 Ball show. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Chris Uffland. Thank you for having me. Now, Chris, uh, you weren't here at the beginning, but we've been, I've, I've been sort of talking about how I'm trying to integrate, try and integrate the management my management world into this Radio 8 Ball show. This is the first time I've really talked about it or unpacked it very much on the show. Right. That's one of the reasons I invited you. And the re- one of the reasons I invited you is because aside from being currently my client, back in the, o- in the old days, we were colleagues and... Competitors. There's no competition. You get the roles you get. But Well, I definitely sized you up when I was sitting in the waiting room looking. I'm like, that guy's got great hair. He's got better hair than me. He's going to get this horror oh, no, film no. that I want to get. But, I, but, uh, but I, then, I, like, years after all of that, I remember cr- running into you. And at that point, you were doing an amazing job from where I was looking at it, of managing yourself. I was like, yeah. how are you doing that? You're getting all these roles. You're getting, you're in the aviator. You're wow. getting, you're in Scors- Scorsese films. And you're like, how are you making this? And you're like, and you're like, well, you know, you, I keep track of people. You're, you're basically yeah. telling me how to be a manager. Oh. And then <laughs> it's very true. And I'm very impressed that you still, re- you remember that I, that's what I was doing. Oh yeah, of course. And then I remember then, then I get this gig doing the management job and we work out at the same place. And, you came up to me, and I'll tell you, they they say they say that there's there's no equation, perfect equation for success in this business. And this is an example of how you don't get someone to be your manager. He came up to me and said, "You're pretty heavy." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, made fun of my weight, and then said, "You should manage me." <laughs> Well, last time I saw you, there was you were half of what the size of what you are now. Well, so, well, you definitely, yeah. Nothing like having a friend tell you you're a chubbo to to make you work an extra, put an extra fifteen minutes in on that machine. And then I kept but, running into you at the gym yeah, to remind you. Yes. So there, there I was, just keep reminding you. So, and then that led to us now working together, and I am now work. You're now with the Bohemia Group, which yeah. is the company I work for, and I work as one of your represent- representatives. And so I just thought that was an interesting, I, I don't know, I, 
we've had a we've had all these different ways that we've related as and, I, and that's one of the things I was saying is that being a manager is still part of being an actor to me. Right. I'm playing the role of a manager. It's just like if you're a director, you're still if you were an actor, it makes you a better director. Right. And or you approach directing with that awareness of I'm playing the role of the director in this production now. And that means that I have to decide on the wardrobe and I have to do that. Or if you're playing the role of the leading man, that means I have to kiss the leading lady and not have seconds at the craft services table. Yes. And <laughs> and not become a chubbo. Right, exactly. So that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you in here. Now, there's a lot that's been going on in your life just uh, just as a human being. Yes. And I know also when when, uh, when Matt was asking his question about the news, I know that's a rabbit hole that you spend yes. a fair amount of your time. And I was just saying to the engineer back there, I'm like, I should be in there right now based on this song, based on the news, based on my manager. I should like, I got to be in there right now. He can attest to it. He's, yeah. Look at him. He's like... In fact, I was reading a, a site called Palmer Report, which you should look into because I know you're all into yeah. democracy now. Yeah, yeah. I think this Palmer Report is someone who's like some offshoot. Someone yeah, who I may, think I've have seen, you ever heard yeah, of it? I've seen, I've seen their stuff. I yeah. was just reading it just now, right out there. So yeah, I guess I don't. I, I want to like leave it open to you. What, before we get into your question, what do you want to talk about to contextualize it? Where, where do you want to jump in here? God, you know, you know, after 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 listening to your um, eight. What is it? Radio eight ball. Radio, radio eight ball. That's for the first. Sorry. Yeah. For the, the show first, you're on right now. The show that I'm on right now. Um, I was. I wish I could have sort of uh, got a DeLorean and like you know gone back in time or Back to the Future to mm-hmm. the episode where you were talking about the question that you had had because it was like, as you just said, there's a lot that's been going on in my life, not really professionally. But, um, you know, emotionally, uh, family-oriented. And, yeah. uh, you know, your question that you had last last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, felt something like a question that I should ask. And then, you know, listening to, I'm sorry, Miranda. Miranda's song, it's like, and I don't want to be a downer, too. And it was funny because you were saying. Uh, be a downer. No, I don't know. Because you, but you, you, I think you cried in in the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the Radio 8 Ball I, thing. Uh, and, and um you know, I, you know, it's tough for me right now because things are quite raw. It's a very, you know, a recent thing what's happened to me. Well, so. you keep. You, do you want? Do you mind telling the audience what what it is that's happened? Uh, yeah. Uh, not that I want to, but I guess no, I probably should. Yeah. Well, my my father, who was quite substantial in the business, um, got diagnosed with brain cancer and and died very very quickly, um, just a few months ago. And while he was in hospice, my girlfriend, who I was with for two and a half years, decided she couldn't deal with like the emotional roller coaster that I was kind of going through, and she decided to leave. And then you wrote this amazing song, and I was like, all I want to do is say, all I want to do is love you, or whatever the name of the song was. And it just made me, you know, it, it uh, touched a chord. So I, I don't know if any of those things could be something we can talk about. I don't yeah, know. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know. And politics. You can always throw that in there, too. Well, 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 what's your question? Like, what do you want to know? Gosh, you know, I wish I could... St- Something that, like, could I, how could I get my girlfriend back? You know, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's been hard. I've been sort of trying to give her her space, and she's not been quite receptive to that. Um, mm-hmm. Not receptive to coming back or not receptive to giving her space? She's uh, not receptive to... 
to trying to come to me a lot with like allowing her to yeah, come back. Yeah. And and what's crazy and I you know, I don't know if it's just serendipitous in her mind, I think she thinks that I'm stalking her, but I don't have I don't have like an app on my phone that lets me know where she is like at all times. And I've run into her literally like half oh, a dozen times. I went wow. hiking this past week with my dog at Fryman Canyon, which is I live literally like two minutes from and I've been hiking at that um, mountain for like twenty years. And it was crazy because just Am I wasting time by talking about No, the, no. Literally, <laughs> this is what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. I mean, this is... I couldn't make this shit up. You couldn't write this... I was... I had just received mail from her that came to my house. So I texted her and said, Hey, what do you want me to do with your mail? And she says, You know, can you just you know, do return to sender? She's been so aloof and distant mm. that she won't even let me know where she's staying. Mm. And I was like, You know, I find that a little bit, you know, disheartening that you won't let me know where you are. And okay, whatever. Maybe I'll, you know, I, I'll get over that and I'll do return to sender. And a half hour later, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go for a hike with my dog. Who's in the parking lot? And I just had texted her, and so I like walked over and I'm like, oh my god, there she is. And I like kind of, sort of, you know, <laughs> sheepishly looked in the window, and she's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Oh. I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I allowed to say that for you? Yeah, yeah, you can. I was like, fuck. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go for my hike. So I. Do the loop at Fryman, and then I do the loop again, which I normally do. I usually do like an hour and a half hike, and I wasn't even aware if she had just got there mm-hmm. or if she had just finished her hike. Cut to about an hour into my hike, I go up to this high peak where I always go with my dog, and lo and behold, who's sitting alone on uh, the bench up there? And my dog, who you know, she lived with me for like almost two years my dog was like ah and like ran over and she was Aww. very resistant to my dog and my dog Aww. wanted to like kind of climb in her lap and she goes you're not you're not um respecting my boundaries and i was like <gasps> i <laughs> hiking I, this is a mountain i i, I <gasps> didn't know i was going to run into you so maybe Jesus. i probably as, as, I'm, as i'm hearing this <laughs> and i'm hearing the you know my voice come back at me it's like um chris you're probably you know you <laughs> you probably should move on but <laughs> You know, I, like your song says, it's like all I did was love you, and how do you know? I, I wish there was a way that. What is the sequel to your song? How do I get you back? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so let's let's try let's try and hone in on the the, the question here, because as you're telling the story, there is to me there's a question that I hear in there, right? Which is not so much is she gonna is she gonna come back, but. What is the meaning of the synchronicities? And I haven't told you all of them. I've just told that was just Whoa. one yeah. event. Yeah. So, I, so it, and I can get like sometimes that happens. There's a storm of synchronicities, and the that would be if it was me. The question that would be is what is what is the meaning of this for me? Right. I don't want to go too much further in it because it really is your question. But I can tell you that I can certainly re- relate. I think probably a lot of people who are listening can relate. And I think that the feeling is when that's happening to you, you feel like nobody could relate. I you could, believe the you believe the other person's story about you more than you believe your own story. I mean that, and I, I've only told you like a tenth of like the coincidences. I mean, I mean, it's what is the 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 question that that feels most present in this? Like it could be just like, what's up with that? You know, it, cause is that's, that a sign? I mean, does does that yeah. seem like clearly this is not a situation that should be over? I was madly in love with her, and I think mm-hmm. she was madly in love with me. And I don't. I think the situation, and it's so horrible for someone to walk out on someone when they're losing their parent. Yeah, that 
It's, it's, yeah. it's strangely typical. Like I hear about breakups happening during those times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Let's let the song give the answer. So the que- so the question is, what is the what is the meaning of these synchronicities? Yes. Is that- yes. Okay. That wasn't what I came here thinking, but yeah. Now that we've talked it out, I think that's what it would be. Okay. Well, so now we have two songs left on the board. Uh, song number two, "Turn on Me," and song number six, "My Little Cloud," and. We're going to pick the song using the binary oracular divination tool, the Radio 8 coin. If it comes up heads, it will be song number two, Turn On Me. If it comes up tails, it will be song number six, My Little Cloud. Chris, would you do the honors? Flip. I flip it. The. Flip the coin. In the air? Radio (laughs) 8 coin. I can't see. What is it? That's heads. Oh. Turn on me. All right. That's what my girlfriend did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In a million years, I'd never want to be the cause of your tears. You act like I. shown you anything but loyalty do you want more than my devotion and loyalty would you really say you've earned some special right to act this way for injustice you've been I don't know 
Turn on me from Miranda Zeiger. The answer to Chris Ufflin's question: What is the meaning of these wacky synchronicities? And uh, wonderful keyboards there from Matt Lurie. And uh, so, <clears throat> Miranda, you want to tell us a little bit about, about uh, the background of that song? Uh, yeah, it's definitely based on a true story. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Exactly um, where I I think I was like in the shower when I thought of that one, which is um, where a lot of songs come for some reason. Um, and I've I've kind of have dealt with a lot of like bipolarish people in my life, and um, th- they can just be so dramatically. Uh, different on a dime like where everything is just so beautiful and perfect that you can't even believe that they could turn on you just turn on on you like why as if you are their enemy Mm -hmm. when you're on their side i mean it's just kind of a typical um Thing that happens in unhealthy relationships, I guess, with a certain personality type. Um, that I've just, for whatever reason, that's just the role that I play a lot in life is trying to um, hold out this faith that I'm gonna find their, um, get back to that their their true like higher self that I I've witnessed that I know is there, but like they something corrupts that and I just I want to I want to I believe in their goodness but you know the I guess um you can only take so much so the part where you're saying where I'm saying like I can't guarantee I'll be there the next time you come back around like you know that's the that's when you finally decide it's not working for you anymore, but it's just, it's sad. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed like you got a lot out of that, Chris. Oh my God. Totally. It was, I I mean, the comeback, the can't guarantee you, uh, what's the lyric? I'll wait for your return. Oh my God. I mean, after what we just talked about, I, I, Mm -hmm. Did you guys just? Did you just? Man, did you? Was this? A, was this the plan? <laughs> the, 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 yeah, we've been like my 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 dialogue, you. but sandwiched between your two songs, it was just like they're so. That's the way synchronicity works. Yeah, that was really another synchronicity. Wow, just wow. Yeah, no, I was very sitting here, pretty moved by 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 your the song. I just, I mean, I it's very apropos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did what did you think? Did you? 
I mean, if if, if I was gonna, like based upon uh, Miranda's description of it, then the song sounds like it's saying that the meaning of the synchronicities is to I would say to recognize something toxic. Yeah, to recognize something that like you maybe but, you have you know, to keep I, seeing her. I want to inter- I want to interject though. It, yeah. um it is the recognizing some something toxic, but the, sometimes the love is so strong that you know there's just it's like a yin and yang, and it's like yeah. you just said things turn on a dime, and that's what would happen sometimes. It's like and I and like your song says sometimes I became the enemy, and it was like wait, and I've 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 sort of described my situation as the punishment doesn't fit the crime mm-hmm. I mean, it's like i was in a very sort of volatile situation and it's like this was not really deserved and yes it was like she's got some issues that's why i chimed in someone's name callie mm-hmm. she, she actually I don't, i'm a little nervous because her family's from washington or is, is like is like don't worry she's from and, and well, you actually i was up there last year and you, you were there no, no yeah, nobody listens to this oh. podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the four of us this is just for us it's just the four of us here um but uh yeah the the um you know, the, the the love was so strong that it's like mm-hmm. you know like this, like love is blind you know in you know it's like you can you too yes what you too you too like the oh the song <laughs> by, or by the band you're talking yeah about. yeah callback yeah, yeah. um but um um you know yes it is there was there was a a toxic aspect of it um but I uh, you know I and you know and and I turned a blind eye to it um but because the love was so strong you know and it's like part of me is like and i'm not really I, you know as a as an alan i mean i know there was a part of the conversation but when i was outside there was very 12-step programming i don't know mm-hmm. what you guys were talking about but you mentioned something i was like that's a 12-step program program guy right there at least what you had said <laughs> um but um you know there was a part of like wanting to take care of her but i also felt very empowered in this in, in the in the relationship which, which was a a very like weird dynamic for me. Usually, I'm on the other end, always trying to take care of it just to to earn her the person's mm-hmm. love. In this case, it wasn't like any kind of codependency, and like it would just it came naturally our love. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, there was part of me who was like, you know what? I'll turn a, I'll turn I can turn a blind eye to the yeah, bipolarness, you, right? Because I cared for something. Yeah, and if you feel like strong enough to not be um, crushed by that kind of thing, then then great. Because you know that's well, I, what I make, can make been. you compatible, well, right? Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Um, yeah. I have so much to say about this. Yeah, Miranda. Based on my own experience, but also like, um, yeah, when when you have that, like, you probably you you feel like so connected to somebody, like it's um, that's why I would say that you have these the running into her kind of things happening because um, your vibe variations are so um in sync like mm-hmm. it's not there's no accidents ever it's just like you're vibrating at the same frequency and that's what's happening and you probably like i mean those kind of deep connections are just there constantly no matter what whether you're together or whether you're not together right. so um then that that's why it makes it that much more tragic when that kind of person just suddenly is like you know, tr- um, turns cold. On. Yeah. So there's a line in this, should I let you drag me through the underworld with you? And what I'd be curious about is there's something about externalizing it, like in a way like, 
oh, that she's dragging you through the underworld. But if you don't make it about her and what she's doing and maybe make it more about who she is and what she represents for you, you can be responsible for what she represents to you. You can't really be responsible for what she does. And in terms of this format, what I always try and do is really you make it about the you make it about yourself may you personalize it we can't get we can't she's not here so we can't mm-hmm. nothing we can do can affect or or infiltrate that that mind so what does that represent for you the idea of dragging through the underworld to me that is more of an archetypal thing like the underworld doesn't exist in reality it exists in mythology and in our archetype so and Clearly, like you have entered the realm of the Oracle, you are asking a question about these synchronicities, about this feminine spirit who is dragging you through the underworld. You know, you're you feel you're finding yourself showing up in places that are supposed to be bright and outside, and all of a sudden you're back in the underworld of this archetypal push and pull. Mm-hmm. So that you know, to me, that's that's where the 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 meat of this the what we can get out of it is it's like thinking about what is it that about you that's called to that underworld like mm-hmm. it it like as your friend it kind of makes sense like you can't do anything if you don't mind me may I yeah like you can't do anything about your father right like you. About him being about yeah. him dying. Yeah, him like you had these two blows, bam, bam. Yeah. One you can't do anything about. Right. The other one you can't do anything about, but you can do something about. Like there's the you, illusion. That yeah, there's still the chance. Something. Like you can still ne- potentially negotiate the second loss. Right. But I know, but but on a, on a deep personal level, you can't, there's a part of you that still is trying to negotiate. The first loss, so they right, but you can't at the same time. So all of the weight of the first one gets yes. piled onto the second one. Yeah, and like maybe I can solve this. Yeah, and you're being dragged into this underworld of mourning and loss, and mm-hmm. that is like it's ri- it's super rich terrain if you can get that it's archetypal terrain. Right, when it's actual terrain, when it's actually trying to like that, that's when it can get dicey. And maybe when you leave the room, maybe, maybe when you leave this. You can go into that with a new insight. But right now in this room, thinking about this, I want to keep putting it on to you and like what, you know, what is your journey? Like this is your journey through the underworld. Right. Right. Including a visit to the Oracle, which is also part of that same archetypal story. And then your answer is turn, you know, turn on me. Like if at the very, like at the very, in the most direct way, the song is saying, Turn, you know, she's she's almost saying, "Break up with me, turn on me." Yeah, like you need to turn on me. I've turned on you, but you haven't turned on me. Right. And so now you and she even does a wonderful thing, and Miranda does a wonderful thing in the song of like playing with the turned on and turned on, mm-hmm. and that and again that push and pull. You don't know what'll happen. You know, in a way, I don't wish that you would turn on her and then she'd come back and you'll be drawn back into that underworld again. But that might be the dynamic. Mm-hmm. So. And one other way to look at it is yeah. like, you know how like when you interpret dreams and every single person in the dream, like you're supposed to stir aspect of yourself. Right. I, I think that applies to life too. Everyone in yep. your life is an aspect of you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. something that you're, you 
have to look at whatever she is mm-hmm. representing mm-hmm. about yourself, yes. like your shadow or your what your even your um, what you are in love with is like that's you too. Mm-hmm. So, it's, amen. Mm-hmm. Like what it's like you. That's gonna be reflecting you turning on yourself in some way or. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wait, did you say some... your name is C- Callie? Callie. So yeah. Callie. So you're literally in relationship with, with a dog? No, the dark. <laughs> no, the dark destroyer goddess oh, from Hinduism, oh. Kali. Oh, K-A-K-A. K-A, you know, well, but she it, spells her name C A L L E. I don't. Well, it, on the in the dream in dream logic, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. dream logic, you are actually like. Have you seen pictures of Cal of Kali? No, maybe I should. She. Oh, she's the destroyer of worlds with this big, scary <laughs> tongue, and she's Fantastic. like she's like birthing and destroying at the same time. You really, I mean, <sighs> I would recommend make friends with Kali mm-hmm. and learn who she like, cause, and learn to run the other way well, before I get well, destroyed. No. Well, you don't want to mess. You don't want to mess with the faces of Kali. You want to yeah. mess with the the actual archetype. Like, get to know the actual archetype, and then she may not be able to destroy you with her many guises or when she does destroy you you can surrender to it gratefully and be reborn and you know, like Kali that's her that's her magic she is the destroyer and the birther of worlds wow so I that's just think that's a, that's a wow that's, I mean I, that's very powerful I'm impressed that you can connect the, the name to that your your knowledge of a mythological characters is that what it is you know the people or, you know you do work with synchronicity for 20 years you hear a few things wow yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, well, there's a there's a Chris as I've been you know as we've been saying to each other, this is the kind of stuff that's gonna that is gonna I can't wait to see what you do with it as an actor how you bring this into your instrument and deepen it and transform it and then put it back out into whatever yeah you know crappy TV show we can get booked on. <laughs> well, that would allow me to actually be there. <laughs> They won't allow me to actually be, get too serious or too uh, emotional. It's like too much. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, who is that song about? Um, well, pr- you know, it's about a few different people, but specifically is about an ex-boyfriend. Right. That I, I assume uh, that sounds ob- obvious. A very long, uh, tumultuous relationship. Um, it was just like. Was he bipolar? Re- I mean. Or did Possib- he do bipolar? Not like diagnosed officially, but yeah, he had yeah. You know, like you know, a drug addict, and um, but I like I was saying, like I have these people, I attract this kind of people in my life, and my brother is like that too, mm. um, and just yeah, really close relationships that I've had um, where you're just like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a reason why it's happening, and also, like, nobody else would be able to—I mean, we're, like, we're compatible in some way. We're—we're both—both sides are 100 percent responsible for being in it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's a victim here. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did he come back to you at at certain times? Oh, like, over and over again. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't just a one-time coming back to you. No, it was like— we we broke up, got back together, and I will say that the best thing for um, reuniting, which is always so magical, that's the thing about it is like the reuniting is like even more amazing because you broke up, you know, mm-hmm. that like that's um, addictive too. But <laughs> like uh, 
really like bat being like, all right, I let go. I fucking, uh, I'm done. Like I do surrender. I do let go. And then, well, what do you know? Now they they suddenly have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so typical. So um, my best advice for you, either way, you win if you let go. Either they mm, yeah, let go well, and you are at peace and you find yeah. somebody new and or suddenly they are all like interested again. Like that. that is uh, – so it, it's just like you can't go wrong by Sure doesn't feel that way though, but yes, that's – No, that's, it's, it's – you want to hold on but holding on – And you know what surrender means? It's, join, it's, it's going over to the winning team. Yeah, right. That's what surrender means. Yeah, I people mean, sometimes think no, that surrender a, is like a bad. No, meaning. I believe surrender to me is like all positive. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris, it's been it's been an uffish good time. Yes, mm. I want to do to, this again. I wish, I wish. I wish. Actually, I I was coming in here a little like nervous. Like, God, am I gonna be able to have anything to talk about? And apparently, <laughs> I took I went to the other spectrum where it's like you're just like, please shut up, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show. up the phone You called and called and called and called you back but you pretended like you weren't even Thank you.
team 